0: Testing this, this is this working, Woo! hello, Woo! is it me you're looking for, I can see it in your eyes,
1: yeah,
0: that's beautiful, thank you, uh, is it still on, no it's not, okay, cool, <gasps> so, so, hey, how you doing,
1: mm-hmm. I'm okay. Yeah, it was a long ass week, man. I, I'm telling you, it's it pretty stressful. But I'm here and I'm with you guys, and I love you.
0: I've been oh, watching oh, Rick and too, Morty dude. lately too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching so much TV lately, so much. It's been awesome.
2: There you go. I tried to watch Justin Roiland's other show, Solar Opposites, and I didn't mm. make it through the first episode, and I turned it off. I I. <laughs> I haven't tried it, so
0: I, I yeah. Rick and Morty's one of those shows where I I can take it in small doses. Yeah. And I like to describe it as one of those like if what if a philosophy major figured out that there's nothing that they can do with being a philosophy major, so they just made a cartoon.
2: I I I guess I've come to find on Solar Opposites that Dan Harmon was the charm of uh
0: Rick and Morty. I mean you can see that just in community.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So because Justin Royland on his own is not new good. Sure. Understandable.
0: Sure. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been like I said, told Paul earlier, I was finished watching the boys, caught up on that, Invincible, Great and then Vince show. Now I'm watching yeah. the Expanse. So Hell yeah. Right. I'm a bad sci-fi nerd because I had n- never even freaking heard of that. And as soon as I said that in a group of sci-fi people while we're playing a sci-fi <laughs> game, I was crucified. Crucified, eh? Yep. Verbally. Nailed to the cross. <laughs> well, I, can I guess no longer that- eat Skittles. Well,
2: I guess that gives us the transition to do our cold open topic. Hey. hey. So we're watching Ben Hur this week, which is decidedly not all quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> 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 And uh, we thought, hey, let's talk about our favorite film, Jesuses. Uh, and in Ben-Hur, Jesus was played by uh, opera star Claude Heater in an uncredited role because he never speaks. But uh, Jonathan, how about you let us know, aside from Claude Heater
0: in Ben-Hur, who your favorite film Jesuses are? Um, I have one. Because I don't think I can recall, after all of the lists I've gone through, seen a movie with a Jesus. Outside Mm -hmm. of... Okay, so there's one other one, but that's not really a good enough one for me to count as a favorite. So, my one is RoboCop. Okay, there you go. RoboCop is 100% Jesus. So we're going
2: Christ's Analog, then. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. No. Um, But other
0: than that, I mean, Aslan... (laughs) uh but yeah i just i I went through all of these lists i'm like i have not seen any of these movies so then i was like thinking all right i've seen so many christian movies but all of them were revelation movies because that shit's about as metal as you can get (laughs) and then when you like if you take the preaching out of those movies it's fucking amazing None of them had Jesus in him. So why are you taking out the main character, guys? (laughs) So, yeah, just RoboCop was it.
2: All right, Zach, I expect you to take the best answer, but go ahead.
1: Well, I don't know. I kind of struggled with this thinking about. I have seen. Quite a few, but they're probably all made for TV movies or nothing that really stood out. Um, as far as a Jesus character goes, uh, you no, know, I a long time ago i I saw the greatest story ever told, um, with Max von Snydow and I remember the movie being a bit bloated and not fully realized, which is unfortunate due to who was making it, right? But I remember him being really, really decent. Uh, I have to say, E.T. is a good Jesus. Um, yeah, that's good. Jesus from the South Park
0: movie. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, um. Although Satan I'll, gets the best song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, just kind of a general uh appreciation for life of Brian and the last yeah. one, um, which I'm pretty sure. Paul has, so I'll just say Scorsese, but I won't say any more than that.
2: Uh, the, it's um, what I was referring to when I said the best yeah. one. So I'll I'll let you speak on that because, well, that's yeah. What Zach was referring to was Martin Scorsese's Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, and there's Grudel Willem Dafoe as Jesus himself. Yep, uh, it is my favorite uh, film about biblical things. Yeah, and it is amazing yeah it is incredible and i'm going to be nothing but angry when we reach i believe it's 1988 and it is not nominated for best picture because it is one of the greatest films ever made Mm. but uh because i was expecting you to say that i pretty much only uh came in with uh one other answer and now i have lost the gentleman's name and that was glenn carter's interpretation of jesus in the greatest american classic jesus christ vampire hunter excellent
1: you know i've never seen any iteration of jesus christ superstar
2: uh i don't like that show okay i just don't i don't care for any of the music
0: is jesus christ superstar andrew lloyd Webber? yes it is so that's why (laughs) because he's the michael bay of musical theater
2: yeah he is garbage on a plate and has never made a good musical in fact it is a uh it is a fluke that the Cats movie is the masterpiece that it is because it is based (laughs) off a terrible musical as jonathan will agree openly it is openly fucking terrible in
0: every possible way Exactly, a masterpiece. I hate that we argue on the exact same points. <laughs> no, we agree on all the same points. We yes. just argue <laughs> on the conclusion.
2: <laughs> you know, uh, as
1: as far as, you know, propaganda and uh, straight-up Christian um, broadcast, I do think that... It, a pretty good not as good as william defoe obviously but the whole the bible ad the bible continues tv series is it was well produced so i gotta give props to that even yeah see, TV series. So. like
0: i there are a lot of good like history did a bunch of uh documentaries they always do on like they always like do like the bible stuff and uh uh-huh. Sometimes he'll get some Jesus ones in there, and I enjoy those. I just don't know who the Jesus is, and I don't think it fucking matters. <laughs> Honestly, the guy has <laughs> the least amount of freaking quotes in the entire book, so I think what do they say? is like less than five hundred words, actually. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Kind of say hard to say who's the best when uh... it's Willem Dafoe. It's, sure, I mean, I mean it's Willem Dafoe. But... <laughs> let's talk about a movie. Let's talk about. It.
2: Beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm jonathan pierce and i'm zach mccoy and we are your oscar grouches welcome back to the oscar worst podcast a show where we discuss oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the academy went wrong if they went wrong and what film are we watching this week zach
1: we are watching ben hur which is an epic scale story of an aristocrat aristocratic jew who rumbles with the romans and hey jesus is there too.
0: Everybody,
2: everybody, everybody wants to be a Christ.
0: As a much better movie, yeah, already. It actually improves both of them, one more so than the other,
2: but that one more so being the Aristocats, which is a terrible film. Yeah,
0: it's not great. Hey, something I meant to ask you because we had a conversation about that. Uh, which Gabor is that? I think that one's Zha. You know, we thought the same thing about the rescuers. <laughs> it's true. Could be Ava. I I'm sorry. I know this is kind of one of those, but it, it needs to get a uh, I it just I'm questioning. I honestly don't even know who's in uh It was Ava. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> I think it might have been Ava Gabor in Green Acres. Even though I know it's not, I now believe it could have been. <laughs> <gasps> anyway uh, that's a nice distraction
2: indeed 30 sec- oh um is this is everybody's first time yes uh my first time
1: with a proper sit down i think i've seen one of those movies i've probably seen entirely in like 12 different parts over the years but because it's a four-hour
0: fucking movie
2: <laughs> uh not mine but- um one of those ones i don't even remember the first time i watched this mm. i i think like you zach i had seen it in bits and pieces until maybe about 15 years ago when i did the uh the afi watch yeah and i used I to have seen part of it at school
1: too
0: i can't remember <laughs> yeah it's four hours long sure freaking is i spent the entire time going god can we just watch a movie like can we we stop watching these long ass movies. No, because we have specific movies we're watching. Jonathan, you dumb dumb. <laughs> hey, so next I found week, myself looking forward to. Yeah, I know the runtime is two hours and four minutes for next week. It's a
2: brisk two hours. It is minutes. very brisk. Sure, but we'll. Yeah, that's that's next week. Yeah. All right, let's do an Oscar breakdown. Break down! All right, it is a. Beautiful April 4th, 1960, here at the 32nd Annual Academy Awards. We are back in the Pantages Theater, and our host is Bob Hope. Bob Hope! Bob Hope. Our most nominated film on the night is Been Her at 12. Our That's most, a lot. Our most awarded film of the night is Been Her at 11. Oof. So close, Big boy. so it comes one away from hitting the one hundred percenter club, but it is the most awarded film of all time now. Yay! It is, it is and it has never been beaten. Tw- tied twice, but never beaten. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, this is the first time we've had a solo host in Bob Hope since nineteen fifty-two with Danny Kay. Okay, beautiful. Best picture, Ben Hur wins over Anatomy of a Murder, The Diary of Anne Frank, The Nun Story, and Room at the Top. Hmm. Uh, William Wyler nabs up Best Director. I'm trying to remember if uh, Wyler won Best Director for Best Years of Our Lives or not. Yes, he did. So he's grabbing his second award tonight for Best Director. Good job guy. Uh... Oh, and Sam Zimbalist, the producer of Ben-Hur, picks up the award for Best Picture posthumously. Charlton Heston picks up Best Actor, playing the title character of Judah Ben-Hur. Simone Signore wins Best Actress for Room at the Top. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, very well-deserved. Uh, Hugh Griffith picks up Best Supporting Actor for Ben-Hur as uh, The Sheik. Uh, Shelley Winters picks up Best Supporting Actress for Diary of Anne Frank. Best Story and Screenplay written directly for the screen goes to Pillow Talk. Zach, you'll be interested to know that Pillow Talk beats out both The 400 Blows and Wild Strawberries. Oh, wow. Neither of which of those films are nominated for Best Foreign Language Feature. Interesting. Um uh, hmm. Best screenplay based on material from another medium goes to Room at the Top, which is the, the one category that Ben-Hur loses in. Best foreign language film goes to Black Orpheus. Best documentary feature goes to Serengeti Shall Not Die. Never. Never. Uh, best documentary short subject goes to Glass. That brings us to our podcast within a podcast. Walt Disney Oscar watch. So, uh, Walt Disney Oscar watch should have started in best documentary short subject where he lost to glass for, uh, Donald in math magic land. Oh, I remember that one. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I remember it. Yeah. Uh, he is also nominated for best short subject cartoon in which, uh, His short subject, Noah's Ark, loses to Moonbird, which uh, doesn't look like anything I've ever actually heard of, but it was directed by John Hubley and produced by John Hubley and Faith Hubley.
0: Okay. Moonbird. Moonbird. One word. Was this Disney Noah's Ark? Was this... Like, stop motion? Like, felt? Uh, I don't, don't know. What it looks like. I've never seen this before. Oh, yeah. Moonbird. That's interesting looking.
2: <laughs> Both <laughs> you guys doing research on your own over there now? <laughs>
0: you can't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not rated very highly, but it has some interesting animation. I'll, okay. I'll have to check
2: those out. Yeah. Um, and finally, um... And the best live-action short subject, the Walt Disney film Mysteries of the Deep, loses to Jacques Cousteau's The Golden Fish.
0: Oh, Jacques Cousteau. Jacques Cousteau. So Walt is winless tonight. Winless in three? Oh, for three. Yeah. Three categories.
2: That is wild. Wild stuff. Mm. All right.
1: What yeah. a bummer for the podcast within the podcast. But of course,
2: he has plenty of awards. So yeah, he's not hurting for anything right now. No. Best scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture goes to Ben-Hur or Miklos Rosa. God, you love that music. It is. It is good. <laughs> it is good. It is very, good. really good. <laughs> um. Best song scoring of a musical picture goes to Porgy and Bess, Uh which Jonathan, you were incorrect. Sleeping Beauty was nominated for best scoring of a musical picture, yeah, and lost. I did see that to Porgy and Bess, which is a really good movie. Uh Best song goes to High Hopes from A Hole in the Head.
0: I feel like that's where Sleeping Beauty got screwed because Once Upon a Dream.
2: Yes, Once Upon a Dream should have absolutely Mm -hmm. been nominated and won that award. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Best Sound goes to Ben-Hur. And honestly, that chariot race scene is some of the best sound design ever. God, yes. Especially when you know that they shot that entire thing with no sound. Uh, Best Art Direction Black and White goes to Diary of Anne Frank. Best Art Direction Color goes to Mm Ben-Hur. Best Cinematography Black and White goes to Diary of Anne Frank. Best cinematography, color goes to Ben Hur. Best costume design, black and white goes to Some Like It Hot. Ben Hur not even nominated. That's kind of weird. Oh, black and white, duh, man. <laughs> I'm I'm too modern right now. So not I... that weird. Yeah. So not as not as weird as I originally had um, had led you on. Um, best costume design, color goes to Ben Hur. <laughs> I was uh, vaccine sick yesterday. I'm just going to use that as my excuse.
1: Oh, yeah. no, I mean, I was <laughs> tired the whole weekend after mine,
2: so... All right, Best Film Editing goes to Ben-Hur, and Best Special Effects goes to Ben-Hur beating out Journey to the Center of the Earth. Ooh. So, our honorary awards for the evening go to Buster Keaton for his unique talents, which brought immortal comedies to the screen. Uh, fewer honorary awards were more deserved uh, and Lee DeForest for his pioneering inventions which brought sound to the motion picture. Thank Our, you, sir. Yes. Thank you. Our Gene Herschelt Humanitarian Award goes to Bob Hope. There you go, Bob. This is like the second or third time he's picked up an <laughs> honorary award for while hosting. Yeah. All those USO shows. Yeah. Right. Let's see. How many more does he have left to go? He's got one more honorary award coming up mm. soon. So he is up to four. He got his special award in 1940. Special award in 44. Honorary award in 52. And now the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award. All right. Hell yeah. And that is our Oscar breakdown. Thank you. Yeah. So let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. I, I have, oh, I have a note I want to open this up on before oh, we get into anything. Please oh, do. Okay. So I'm watching this movie and my wife walks in the room and it's the scene where Ben-Hur and his uh, frenemy, who, what's that character's name?
0: I keep wanting to say Marcella, but that's not quite right. Marcella? But it's, it's close to that. Marcella? Mar- Mas- Mas- S- Masala.
2: Masala. Masala. That's it. <laughs> That they're that they're like reconnecting for the first time and they're doing the spear throwing yeah, uh-huh. competition. Yep. And my wife walks in and sees the how like close and pally pally there are and she's like, They're gay, right? <laughs> <laughs> I realize she's she's just kind of being facetious because it's a film from the fifties and just putting queer coding on things is interesting when you're watching yeah. something that old. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, they're absolutely gay as shit. Like <laughs> it's it's Rome. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, that that kind of thing just happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're having a good time just speculating the homosexuality of these two characters. And then I come across this note. And this note says, Uncredited screenwriter Gore Vidal suggested an unspoken homosexual history between Boyd's Masala and Heston's Ben-Hur. Boyd liked the idea, as did Weiler, who wanted him, quote, not to tell Chuck Heston what it's all about or he'd fall apart. <laughs> 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 so, literally, one of the screenwriters, the co-star of the movie and the director are like, These two are so gay. (laughs) (laughs) But but
1: don't tell Chuck.
2: Don't tell Chuck. I just wanted to open up the the movie talk with that incredible note. (laughs) That
0: is amazing. Great. Good. All right. I do not have fault with this movie in its length. There were some dry moments, but all in all, Eh, I don't like this movie. Mm. I think this is a very great-looking movie. I think it is a piece of art that was not made for me. <laughs> That's very fair. That's I, I just fair. it
2: it it's hard to argue with a point like
0: that. Yeah, it. I'm going to bring up something that. You're just gonna have to follow me. Yeah. Okay. There is a video game about it's the set in the Tolkien Middle Earth. And I can't remember the name of the game. It was for PlayStation 2 and actually, I think a couple other platforms, but it doesn't matter. Um, where you were basically the fellowship behind the fellowship. I felt like the entire story of Ben Hur, yeah, it had its story. But it's like, what if the B plot was the A plot? That's what this movie felt like to me, where Mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, you're not watching the fellowship. You're just watching the other people that, yeah, they cross roads at some point, but they never actually really meet, even though Ben Hurd does. But I I, I just I feel like the movie could have just done without the Jesus stuff at all. And it was just literally felt like fan fiction. Or not fan, uh, uh, what am I thinking? Not fan fiction, um, fan service. It was like, hey, those guys are in the Bible. <laughs> like, oh, this is Pontius Pilate? <laughs> that guy. Like, that's what this movie felt like. It was like, hey, it's just a guy who has his own interesting story, mm-hmm. but the story itself is all just like, hey, here's the cameos for what the real story is about.
1: Yeah. I, I could see that some of the Jesus stuff does feel a bit shoehorned, but it could be like one of those movies where you're just watching somebody's
2: <laughs>
1: day. And then all of a sudden it's about nine 11. Like, yeah, <laughs> like you have yeah.
2: <laughs> you mean like, remember me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, it's, it's, it's a really good looking movie outside of like one scene that I laughed at and it was obvious, like, just cause they were playing with their toys in the, the boat battle. But other than that, I still thought that scene was amazing too. There was nothing about this movie that did not look I'm good. being interrupted by a seven-year-old. Oh, no. Oh, no, seven.
2: <laughs> God, leave that in, Trap. You need me to restart the TV? All right, go on. I'm recording my podcast. Leave all that in, trap. <laughs> hey, He's saying almost seven-year-old because he's not seven for two more days. Yeah. Yep. So by the time that people hear this,
0: he will be seven. God, this week, man. It's like, tomorrow's my niece. The day after that is your child, my sister. And... <laughs> Lachlan was a couple days ago. Yeah, it's so many people. Like, what were y'all's parents doing 10 months ago?
1: now?
0: Besides having sex. Just just that. Just all just the that. scrumping. Just a lot of scrumping. Anyway. So I, I just, like I said, this is a gorgeous movie. This is like, this movie makes me kind of appreciate what you mean by Gone with the Wind, but I still just don't like it for
2: me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and it's funny because Gone with the Wind is like one of my biggest comparisons
0: to through the through line of this film. Yeah, I, I get it because this is just like, movies like this happen now. Like this is like their Lord of the Rings then where it's just these epic fucking stories and they're just millions and millions of dollars pumped into these things to get the people and to get the shots. It's not for me. Yeah. I was awake the entire time. I
1: think, uh, you know, Paul talked about not liking the word Epic and I agree. It's like so overused, but I mean this, in this sense, that is what kind of story and what kind of movie it is. It it is for all terms. It's an Epic.
2: And, And and this is the closest thing to the word "epic" that doesn't turn me off. If someone's like, "It's an, yeah. ep- it's the movie is an epic, right? Yes. It's an epic movie," I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> I'm in for that." But you know, right? Yeah, epics are originally poems, and this, sure, sure. Go on, Zach. Um, yeah, I I
1: understand uh, Jonathan's perspective, and I I I appreciate his honesty with it uh it for me it, it all did kind of click though i i don't know if it's just you know going through this podcast watching these movies through history and we get to this movie and it just feels different from a lot of the movies that we've watched it, it's mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: and it's so yeah the the closest comparison is gone with the wind
1: yeah yeah it's it just to me it held up it, it holds up really well aside from some Things you know we'll comment on, uh, but yeah, I watched it in two parts. I watched it up to the intermission, then I finished it on a second day. So it's like it wasn't; it didn't feel like a slog. I don't think I could have sat still in a theater and watched it um, for four hours without that intermission or anything. Um, and you know, I don't; I'm I'm not usually crazy about. I mean, I like Charlton Heston, but this he really impressed me with his acting in this yeah oh yeah um and yeah yeah <sighs> i <laughs> and i actually sat there and i listened like i i could i could fast forward through the the intro with the
2: music but i sat oh, there I and did. listened to it because because it's so good <laughs> it yeah michelos rosas is, yeah. is
0: on point in this movie oh, the soundtrack is phenomenal there is like i yeah. said there is literally nothing wrong with this movie at all everything everybody was on point caesar was a little goofy looking to me but other than that like, <laughs> It's like they yeah. just pulled some random old dude with white hair. I was like, hey dude, you wanna be Caesar? <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> I I think it's gorgeous.
2: I, it sucks me into every every turn. I even even the times where I was actively watching scenes go on a little too long. I was like, uh, I mean I kinda scored a lot of uh around the world in 80 days for being too long in scenes
0: but for some reason this is just working for me the difference is is this one actually provided something during those longer <laughs> scenes it's not just yeah. like hey here's background for you know 15 straight minutes like this one yeah. gave you something yeah, i like is- i said I, i'm not faulting this movie for its runtime at all
1: yeah, it's got pacing and editing that around the world in eighty days didn't.
0: Yeah, right, one hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah,
2: and the performances are great, and Weiler's putting in some of his best work, which is a statement mm. that that guy could direct a watermelon to a great performance. It is <laughs> incredible. Uh, yeah. I. This is going to be one of those ones where I'm going to I'm going to have a hard time if I'm not getting teed up on things I want to talk about. Right. Because um, mostly my biggest downside is that I don't enjoy Christian persecution propaganda. You know, Christians tend to use 2000 years ago as a reason to uh, point out how they're persecuted now. Yeah. And films like this didn't really help that. Even though, you know, they could point to this and call it Christian persecution and
0: it's more about how the Jews were persecuted.
1: Yeah. Again,
0: it like the guy that that fucking matters is barely even fucking in it. But they (laughs) don't want to hear that.
1: I I, I like the way they handled Jesus in this movie, though. Like, oh, yeah, made him feel more... uh
2: magical. I, I I just and that's Jesus in a lot of these films around this time like Quo Vadis where oh they have more of that uh Muhammad with the Muslims kind of mentality where showing Jesus mm-hmm. like the picture of Jesus is seems sacrilegious in some way. Mm. Yeah, okay. Uh so they just keep him off screen which again if you watch uh Hail Caesar they they parody perfectly uh, fair enough yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah it's, it's supposed to keep some kind of magic and while well, not being sacrilegious at the same time
0: gotcha yeah i just again i the, the only thing i can come back to which just destroys the movie for me is just the the randomness of how he just happens to be at the spots that matter—he just happens to be at the Sermon on the Mount at that moment—and just, I, I, I just yeah. that that B story being the A story thing is just something I, I, I think I would enjoy, but apparently I don't. I mean, how large do you think Judea is? I mean big enough for you not to just happen to be at that one square acre.
2: Speaking of which, apparently the uh the set of Judea is historically accurate. Oh, okay. Just a note. <laughs> yeah. God, uh the sets are in Oh my in
0: god, they're same. so beautiful. Everything about this movie <laughs> looks good. That chariot not I like this movie.
2: <laughs> that chariot racing set is immaculate. It is unbelievably beautiful <laughs> i don't like
0: <laughs> and i'm just this may just be me trying to remember and it not working but if i remember correctly there was no score to the chariot race no it's all sound design and it's yeah. wild as shit because i feel like it would have been better with a score no, i no no i think and i, I think, get what do i yeah i mean I, I think
2: completely cutting the score yeah. out and having just the sound design for that is the best use of sound just because it gives it more of a, a a visceral real world quality to it. It doesn't feel like it's being played up too much. It's like, we're just going to let this chariot race speak for itself. You don't Mm -hmm. need to know how to feel this moment because you're feeling it.
1: Yeah. I agree with most of that. If it did have any music, it would have to be something very, very, very subtle. And the sound would be up above it.
0: I would have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. I would have gone grand. I, I one hundred percent would have gone grand. I wouldn't have gone to the point where it's like you get the like when you know the <laughs> the Greek <laughs> wheels are going up against the chariot. But I, yeah. I, I feel like it would have made it even. But yeah, you know how you're supposed to feel. But let's make you feel that more. <laughs> like that's where I would have gone with
1: it. I could appreciate that.
0: I. I just that I think that's how I feel throughout the whole movie. It's like mm. I know how I'm supposed to feel about everything here. I'm just not getting it. I'm just not getting the emotions that this movie is trying to make me have. Yeah. Right. And and it's hard to explain. And because like I said, this movie looks amazing. Nobody is failing at any point in this movie except my brain. <laughs> and it could just be the propaganda behind it that may not even be what they're going for but i i just i hate it so much how about the
1: floppy bodies underneath the chariots getting <laughs> oh god it's
0: so like, good looking oh my god with the like, when they made and i'm gonna keep saying his name wrong but i'm gonna keep calling him marcellus wallace marcellus yes <laughs> Like the way he looked when he was dying, like was like, oh my god, they're <laughs> doing all this at the time that they're doing it, and it looks so good. And just why am I not invested at all?
1: Wasn't there always like a rumor that somebody died during that scene, but they actually didn't? Uh,
2: yeah, I think so. That's that sounds absolutely correct. Uh just like the the Wizard of Oz munchkin hanging oh themselves god. rumor yeah <laughs> that when they when they cleaned it up for hd just turned out to be a bird
0: <laughs> uh. is it the kid the ghost kid in uh three men and a baby is a cardboard cutout right <laughs> of ted dancing i think i think it's just of a kid
2: so you know i
1: not that i'm gonna harp on it because it was the times and it is what it is as far as that but you know Hugh Griffin and his brown face was a little, uh, a little cringy, aw, aw, aw. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you know it looks like they have uh Middle Eastern actors, otherwise, right? But they don't have the star power, I guess. Yeah, but, but he's really good in the movie. It's just a shame that he's in obvious paint. <laughs> it's like,
2: yeah, that's that's one of the things that helps lose some points for me. Like, yeah, I pretty much automatically shave off a star for something like that yeah yep horses though the
0: horses are
1: beautiful
2: oh
0: just i want a horse i i just i hate myself for how much i don't <laughs> like this movie and okay. it's,
1: it's all right you you explained why yeah you know,
0: you're not jonathan calling now. it a bad movie because we'll, we'll get there
2: jonathan now has a guilty displeasure
0: yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> and it's the thing is like i'm not even trying to sell myself on it i'm i'm okay yeah. with not liking this movie for the reasons i don't like it That's even though fair. i can't come up with good reasons yeah you can just
2: sometimes it. something just doesn't click for you and that yeah that happens i i personally you know i watched enough of this film as a young person and then in my young adult life to just be like this is as Zach said, something completely different. There's, there's, there was nothing like this before. There are films that you can watch and see where we got to this point and say, okay, so that's, that was like the first stepping stone here and the second and so on and so forth. But there's nothing like this film. So even
1: watching something like the 10 commandments, which held, held up pretty well, uh, the sets just aren't you know the sheer number of people in this movie and stuff it's just it blows my mind yeah yeah
0: so one thing i do again like to really enjoy is watching the differences in box office ben-hur came in at number one at 36 million dollars which you know 1959 that's a lot of fucking money is that just domestic the box office gross rental what wikipedia has given me so i'm assuming that might be just domestic okay Um, what's really funny is what comes in at number two and the difference between the two okay so the (laughs) difference is number two came in at 9.6 million jesus christ (laughs) do you want to take a guess Uh,
2: something like it hot
0: uh number four i'm gonna say diary of Anne frank not even top 10 Jeez, Shaggy story. dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, uh, on that shaggy dog note, I got to take a pause to kill my dogs outside. They're going crazy now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. But so... I mean, maybe this is just me being a filthy casual again. I don't know. Like it's, I know I joke on Paul about not liking things because they're popular or good, but maybe I just don't like good things. Like, I think what pisses me off the most is I don't, I'm not a fan of Ben-Hur, but I'll turn around, turn on my TV and pop on Napoleon dynamite without even thinking twice about it. Like that pisses me off. Like, it's okay. It's not. <laughs> it's not at all. But it is because I don't care. I I think the only thing I have going for me is the fact that I can recognize beauty. I see where it's great.
1: I see I why this movie's great. You appreciate things that came after it because of it. Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think without movies like Ben Hur, you don't get Lord of the Rings.
2: Yeah, because this is this is one of those tentpole films that really you can see the shift when this movie comes out it which is this is
0: this is what i've been waiting for yeah like i this is what i want those movies to keep coming out and hitting best picture
1: yeah which just different
0: story content yeah and it may just be the story itself that bugs me It, uh, it just that may be it i just know that i'm not going to turn this movie on on purpose for myself
2: yeah it's a it's a very few and far between watch for me this is probably only the third time i've watched it all the way through and every time i watch it i'm like this pretty much a masterpiece but yeah it is uh, i
0: i am not gonna need to watch it again for another 15 years Yeah. Yeah. yeah but but true, I know true. that I, that does not bug me. Like that's another thing that I know that's not what's wrong with the movie. For I can sit and watch extended Lord of the Rings one day and watch it again the next. I hate myself. Oh, I'm gonna go watch <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, All right, I'm probably, uh, don't
2: don't don't worry too much. I'm probably gonna be watching Disney Channel's Sydney to the max
0: for the rest <laughs> of the evening. <laughs> I guess just you love what you love.
1: You have multitudes, you striking men. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go watch The Expanse and be happy. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. Eventually, maybe. I don't know. I could be more bored. We'll see. All right. Uh, any more notes from this movie, guys? Uh, no. no. No? No? Um. So, obviously, this is in the library, Paul.
2: Obviously, this is in the library. <laughs> there is there is absolutely no getting around that. It, Like I said, this is one of those temples. Uh, this film hits in 1959 and everything changes from here out and whether you you love it or you think it's okay or you just didn't connect with it you cannot deny the impact it has had yeah so could you give me a year that i been think hurt?
1: this maybe we'll get this maybe we will both get it
0: yeah 89 right i'm going 89 yeah
2: 2004
1: the fuck Wait a minute, what <laughs> <laughs> are you pranking us?
2: Are you, I am not are we, pranking you at all. Where's Ashton Kutcher? Wow. Uh, 2004. There is nothing in 1950. Oh, there's one thing in 1959 that went in in the first class. It is not this film. Uh, um, hmm. uh, Imitation of Life?
0: I'm going to. North um, Northwest.
2: Oh, Some Like It Hot. Jonathan's got it. Some Like It Hot.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Wow! Yeah, I know it's actually shocking to me too. 2004 seems entirely too late. Yeah, like uh, if it wasn't first class, this feels like it should have been no later than like '93. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! But no, here we are. I am shook. Shook Shook Shooketh. Shooketh. All right. So our 1959 list goes: Anatomy of a Murder. Up uh, in her cry of jazz, which is a short subject, imitation of life. And Zach, since you guessed that one, I'm going to let you know that went in in 2015. Uh, I have to look up if the original is in or not. Oh, that may, yeah, that might have gone in sooner. Uh, Jazz on a Summer's Day, which is a documentary, so we're really into jazz in 1959 uh north by northwest again zach since you guessed that i'm gonna let you know it went in 1995 seems good for that uh pillow talk porgy and bess pull my daisy a short subject film <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> Rio bravo shadows Shadow. sleeping beauty which you're going to be very angry, Jonathan, when you learn that that went in in 2019. Oh,
0: fuck. Right?
2: Uh, I, what are these old white men
0: doing? Because <laughs> what would what honestly would piss me off more is to find out what went in from Disney before it. Uh, I mean, you can see, obviously, I think Snow White and Cinderella will probably go in before it, but... I'm
2: hmm. thinking maybe we should look into this after the podcast. Yeah. yeah. But my guesses are going to be Pinocchio probably. Pinocchio uh Fantasia definitely.
0: Hmm. Um I'm going to say Beauty, go <laughs> Beauty. and the Beast. Yeah. I'm be so pissed off. Like I love the I love Disney Renaissance movies. I do. But none of them go in before Sleeping Beauty. all yeah. right none of them. <laughs> I think if any if any of them deserve to it's definitely beauty and
2: the beast even though lion king is my favorite sure um and then some like it hot was the last one in 1959 zach what did you say some guesses
1: oh um i just like the obvious ones you said like pinocchio and snow white and cinderella and uh yeah i feel like beauty and the beast (laughs) would because it was a best picture nominee and
0: cinderella went in in 2018 Oh, okay. year before.
2: <laughs> 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 insult to injury
1: I'm sorry, I'm and he's it. got some of
2: his short the the short subject ones in and stuff but oh yeah the, yeah a bunch a bunch of them we discussed already i think went in yeah. for it
0: <sighs> all right it got in before greece did i'm happy whatever greece
2: yeah, Greece went in in twenty so. twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, that's right.
0: You have some questions first, Jonathan? No, I got some osky osky Get Up again. <laughs> <laughs> we got some worsty judgments. <music> I got it in the same fucking year as clerks. Damn it! All right. So yeah, we got some worthy judgments here. <laughs> yeah. Nick, did this movie deserve Best Picture? Okay, so quick uh, little
1: rundown of competition for it. Anatomy of a Murder. My God, that's a great movie. I watched Room at the Top for the first time by Paul's suggestion. That that That's another movie that, at least from what I've watched so far, really feels like a tonal shift with You know the British New Wave and the way it's filmed. Mm -hmm. God, it was sad. (laughs) It was so good though. (laughs) Um, imitation of life, real Bravo, North by Northwest, which is one of my favorite Hitchcocks. And shout out to Darby O'Gill and the Little People. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Connery bursting on the scene. I don't know if he's been in much before this, but he was twenty nine when that movie came out. So, uh. All that said, there's a lot of great things. Um, I wanted to watch Diary of and Frank, but that was another three hour movie,
2: and I didn't have time for it this week. Yeah. Have you seen that before, Paul? Yeah, I have. It. That's a real. That's a really good version of that story. Yeah.
1: All that said, I I just I absolutely believe Ben Hur deserved it. So,
0: yes, okay. Best picture. Um, outside of the bias on Sleep and Beauty, yeah, this movie deserved best picture. It did. It may not have connected with me, but it it is a brilliant fucking movie that looks amazing with the faults being minimal. So yeah, no, this absolutely deserves the best picture. Paul, what about you? All right. Uh, my best
2: picture nominations from my least favorite to my favorite, uh, none stories, my least favorite from this year. Um, I don't really know what I was supposed to gain from watching that movie and I did not enjoy most of it. It's two and a half hours long and the most interesting part is the last 20 minutes of the movie where you're watching Audrey Hepburn enter the nun life. I can't think of the word. Um, The nunnery! Get thee to a nunnery. (laughs) So you, you watch her... Enter into this life, yeah. Uh, join this cult and not fit in, and then leave it. And along (laughs) the entire way, I was just like, I don't know what to think about any of this. Doesn't
1: sound very exciting,
2: it's not exciting. But then, like, the last 20 minutes of the movie, you enter World War II territory, and she finds out, I'm just gonna go ahead and spoil this movie for everyone because none of you are gonna watch it anyway. Um, you find out that her father was killed by Germans and she's just like, I know I'm not supposed to have hatred in my heart as a nun, but fuck the Germans. And all the Catholics <laughs> are like, No, we're just gonna stay neutral on this. I'm like, Oh. This should have been the whole movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and she comes in with a bat and like beats them all down to take
0: yeah. out
2: her anger. <laughs> the bear nun. <laughs> anyway, it was it was such a droll film name um, oh i'm i'm actually gonna have a real hard time ranking these next three i didn't watch diary of and this version of diary of Ant frank this week like you said it was a three-hour movie and my life just kind of caught up with me at yeah. times and uh i was trying to save it for as late as i could and then i saved it a little too late because I knew I was going to be entirely too depressed to watch a three hour movie about the diary of Anne Frank. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. It's, it's the saddest story in the world. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick it in this, in this number three, or I guess number four spot right here, number three spot. However, I rank these uh, just because I didn't watch it this week, but it, I have seen this version before and I know it is depressing and I like it. Mm. I just, I don't feel okay ranking it any higher without recently watching it. Right. Uh, Then I guess I'm going to go room at the top, which, Mm. yeah, it, what an interesting shift in filmmaking. It, yeah, it felt so good. And Lawrence Harvey, who I know, Zach, you said you aren't particularly familiar with the actors of this movie. Right. Lawrence Harvey is the title Manchurian Candidate in the movie Manchurian Candidate okay which have you ever seen that film i haven't seen the original one no oh when when we no. i think that's 62 or 64 when we get to that oh, year no. that's one you should you should absolutely watch it is yes. incredible anyway he's really good in that he's excellent in this uh yeah. i'm glad to have seen him in something else because oh god he's so good yeah uh yeah and that is that was kind of a dick punch of a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I enjoyed that one a lot. And then Anatomy of a Murder. Holy crap. I don't know if I've ever watched that film all the way through, and it is riveting. Yeah. And I believe I texted you guys and said I could watch Jimmy Stewart and George C. Scott argue with each other for hours. They were just so
1: good. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the movies I randomly decide, decided to watch at the start of the pandemic. So I didn't watch it this week, but I've seen it pretty recently. Yeah. It's, it's
2: great. Yeah. And I'll say this, uh, George C. Scott and James Stewart should have won their Academy awards this year. Uh, Hugh Griffith, of course, we talked about being <laughs> in Brownface, does not deserve an award. Charlton Heston. Yeah. He's fine. I, I really like him and Ben Hurts one of his best performances. Oh God. Jimmy Stewart and anatomy of a murder is yep. just late era. Jimmy Stewart being the guy who's just kind of worn down and yeah. Oh God. He's so good. I... Oh. National treasure. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me while I wipe the drool from my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that all being said again, Ben hers. It's, it's the changing of the guard. It. Everything that comes after this owes been her something, and it deserved best picture. It deserved best picture in 1959, and it deserved best picture for the impact that rippled throughout afterwards. It is such an incredible movie. Yeah. That being said, I only gave it four stars because of the racism.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, So before we ask our last question here. Quick little bit of trivia here for you. Ben-Hur was put into the Congress, or the Library of Congress before that, but not this one. In oh, the, the, uh, the 1925. Film. Yep. In, oh. From 1925, went in in 1997. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, William Wyler
2: was actually something like a production assistant on that version of the film, so he
0: worked on that one as well. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, Zach just... Is this the worst Best Picture though?
1: No, I'll keep that part of this short. No, it, it's not. It's actually my new number three. Ooh, nice. Um,
0: uh, again, no, it's not myself. Uh, I I I can't place it yet. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's definitely not the worst. It's nowhere close to being the worst. Paul,
2: no, absolutely not. And I. So like I said, I, I gave it four stars out of five, mostly because always going to knock somewhere around a full star off for yellow face, black face, brown face.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you do it, you're losing a star. Yeah, And yeah. that also kind of shoves it down in the rankings for me where I absolutely uh, love everything else about this movie. And I think this movie is a masterpiece. It is sitting one notch above Gone with the Wind on my list. Uh Because Gone with the Wind also lost that star for its overt racism. So it's sitting at number 17. Okay. uh, Right under Lost Weekend, or what I remember, doesn't have any overt racism. Fair enough. I don't
0: think so.
1: All right. Yeah, so it looks like I I maybe undersold how much I really enjoyed it. Um, But I kind of thought about it for a while when I said it at number three. as like, I, I rated it right after I watched it, and I was like, pumped by it, but I know the, the flaws keep it from bumping up against Casablanca or anything like that, so.
0: That's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get out of here, uh, this is the last movie of the 50s. Yeah. Indeed it is. So, Paul, you got
2: questions about that, don't you? Okay. So, as we close out decades, we are going to Oh, We discuss whether or not this was the worst decade for Best Picture winners. And as a quick recap, our Best Picture winners for the 1950s, starting at 1950, are All About Eve, An American in Paris, Greatest Show on Earth, From Here to Eternity, On the Waterfront, Marty, Around the World in 80 Days, Bridge on the River, Kwai, Gigi, and (sighs) Ben-Hur. So how do we feel about this decade? wildly inconsistent is yeah. my first thought <laughs> right
0: um <laughs> uh, i mean it it gave us greatest show and it gave us gg yeah so <laughs> yeah but again i mean Ben Herb being what it is uh I, it, it had enough wholesome in it like i mean between marty and american in paris mm-hmm. i mean i those definitely do not balance out The two bad ones that came out of it, but there were really only two I think that were really bad. Um, but I mean, getting Ben Hur, getting Bridge over River Kwai, um, two amazing films. Um, I mean, I think those might be enough to balance Greatest Show and uh, Gigi, maybe not quite, you know, the horribleness that is Gigi, but. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think all around, is this the worst decade? Probably not, but I think it's a great, I, I think it's a good decade. I don't think that there was enough bad in there that the Academy messed up. Fair. Uh, but they did screw up pretty bad though. A couple of times, like yeah. really bad.
1: Yeah. Like
2: singing in the rain and uh, court
0: jester, not getting
2: fucking nominated. Jester. Yeah. I it, yeah. pretty My, much, uh, pretty much in the Alfred Hitchcock from this decade.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My heart says like the 40s are probably still my favorite decade. The 50s have some absolutely incredible films. But if we're looking strictly at the Academy Awards, I think for all the good in the 50s, they have the most snubs probably so far.
0: Yeah. I think there were definitely a lot of errors made.
1: So, specifically looking at awards and recognition, what should have been what should have won. I think I'll ponder. I'll listen to Paul for a while. He has some
0: thoughts. <laughs> yeah, he's holding it in. Um no,
2: I I don't think this is the worst decade so far. Uh mostly my number 2 and number 3 on my list right now are on the uh, bridge on the River Kwai and on the waterfront. Yeah, which I think pretty much balance out anything that was the worst of this decade which of course is greatest show on earth. One of the worst films ever made and Gigi, which I didn't rank as low as you guys, but I, I feel the same way about it. And I got around the world, Navy day sitting right next to Gigi on that list. So yeah, Yeah. the lows, the lows are pretty low. Yeah. But I think once I get away from the lows there, which yeah, it puts three in my bottom 10, but we get Ben-Hur we get an American in Paris, which I just think is one of the loveliest films. Right. Um, and and it's it's such a shame that An American in Paris is directed by Vincent Minnelli, who also goes on to direct Gigi. Yeah. Um <laughs> and Marty's such a sweet film. From Here to Eternity is one that I I just absolutely love with all my heart. And all about Eve is an incredible, incredible watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I, I think the highs of this decade are are like soaring. They're yeah, when when yeah. the academy was on point, which I would say is at least 6 of the years. And and even Marty, which we all agreed didn't deserve best picture, but we all just were so glowing about. Yeah. Like, hey, you you might not have got exactly the right thing, but at least you got something that we liked. Yeah. That time, uh so when we can have that kind of that kind of disagreement, I'm OK with that. At least it's a positive film and it's a film that's fun to that's fun to watch. And it's only an hour and a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But but when this when this decade hit its highs, it really goes for broke. Okay. And I yeah, yeah, I, I think I like it as much as I did the 40s because the 40s put some stuff in my low yeah yeah yeah
1: i'm looking at um the 30s most of the 30s are probably in my bottom half they're probably hanging around the middle but i'm gonna have to say the 30s are still the worst decade for me
0: yeah i think i I think i said the
2: 30s were the worst decade
0: for me too i think i said the 40s i think you did no yeah um yeah and i think i might still stick to that but i'd have to man do i gotta finish that list yeah. <laughs> I think uh, you know the it's only one movie that's stopping me from finishing that list. That the the great films yeah
2: which I understand is a three hour movie and we <laughs> did we
0: didn't exactly talk it up at a good one. Yeah. <laughs> no. here, watch this movie. We know it's not good. Chat. It's well, fine. Well, and William Powell's sure. so good at it too. Yeah.
1: sure. Put it on and make sure you just watch it about the middle part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's my advice.
0: Yeah. All right. All right, so let's go ahead and call that here for the night there, gents. Uh, My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on Twitter, on Twitch, and on TikTok at altorn underscore Ockham. Zach, where can we find you?
1: Find me on Kritiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. And you can see my little blurb, short movie reviews. Find me on TikTok
2: at House Havoc. Yeah. 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 All right. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd at Father of the Fear across all platforms. And make sure to follow me on Letterboxd, where you can keep track of my listings of all of these movies and much, much more. Ew. Zach, what are we watching next week?
1: Next week, we are watching The Apartment, which you can rent on Amazon, Google Play, iTunes. Voodoo or YouTube. It's a shame it's not a more streaming services.
2: We would like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Leveling Up with Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We would like to thank Megan and Jay Belhue for our beautiful artwork. Thank you. you follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook at the Oscar Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice, five star review on Apple uh, on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher really helps us to be seen in the almighty rhythm of Al
0: Gore the rhythm the rhythm
2: Oh, (laughs) oh yeah for Jonathan and Zach I would like for you all to have a damn fine day